Welcome to Bible News Press. Our goal is to discuss biblical faith beyond cliches and buzzwords, whether such words are religious or political. Sometimes we sit around the table and fellowship. Sometimes we do a little time travel. It is all part of our journey with our Abba Father, who has given us the key to life. We do it with Jesus, and we do it together. Welcome. Hello, I'm Laura. I will be reading John's second letter from the World English Bible. The elder, to the chosen lady and her children, whom I love in truth, and not I only, but also all those who know the truth, for the truth's sake, which remains in us, and it will be with us forever. Grace, mercy, and peace will be with us from God the Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of the Father, in truth and love. I rejoice greatly that I have found some of your children walking in truth, even as we have been commanded by the Father. Now I beg you, dear lady, not as though I wrote to you a new commandment, but that which we had from the beginning, that we love one another. This is love, that we should walk according to his commandments. This is the commandment, even as you heard from the beginning, that you should walk in it. For many deceivers have gone out into the world, those who don't confess that Jesus Christ came in the flesh. This is the deceiver and the antichrist. Watch yourselves that we don't lose the things which we have accomplished, but that we receive a full reward. Whoever transgresses and doesn't remain in the teaching of Christ doesn't have God. He who remains in the teaching has both the Father and the Son. If anyone comes to you and doesn't bring this teaching, don't receive him into your house and don't welcome him, for he who welcomes him participates in his evil deeds. Having many things to write to you, I don't want to do so with paper and ink, but I hope to come to you and to speak face to face, that our joy may be made full. The children of your chosen sister greet you. Amen. That is the end of the second letter of John. Unlike most of the other letters in the New Testament, John doesn't identify himself by name in the body of the letter. However, from the earliest times these letters were attributed to him, they also distinctly match the style of the Gospel of John. He also doesn't name the chosen lady as it is addressed to. The whole tone of the letter is that she is a distinct person. In fact, some people think that possibly the word lady that is translated lady might be a, an actual name. Now, some of, her, some of her children are walking in truth. She's not to receive certain people into her house, and he plans to speak to her face to face. But the most convincing comment that she is a certain person is that she has a sister. The letter is also to her children, and apparently everyone who knows the truth loves her and her children. That is a pretty sweeping statement, and it is the main reason that Chuck Missler wonders if this chosen lady is Mary, the mother of Jesus, and I'll link to his article where he discusses this book. 
It is true that in Matthew 22, in particular, in the parable of the wedding feast, those who accept the invitation are chosen to wear a wedding garment. Other places like 2 Thessalonians 2.13 are referencing that the Gentiles are also chosen to be invited to salvation, not just the Jews. So the greeting could be recognizing a, a fellow believer. If it is Mary, it is noteworthy because she is treated as having the same standing and need for encouragement as other believers. If it is not, it is still of note that the elder wrote a personal letter of encouragement to a woman that includes the concept that she manages who is allowed into her house. Even if this is because she is a widow, it shows some level of authority over who is allowed to teach or influence in the name of Jesus Christ. But finally, in this discussion of who the chosen lady might be, the date that is usually attributed to the letter, which is the late first century or around 90 to 100 AD, would make Mary very old at this time. If you um, assume that at the youngest, she was about 14 when she first became pregnant with Jesus, then she would have been somewhere around 45 when he died on the cross and rose again. So that is 60 years earlier than this letter is supposed to have been written. So that would make her close to 100 years old. It seems unlikely that at that age, she would be running her own household but it's not impossible. But getting back to verse 5, John the Elder gives the same guidance about love as in 1 John, although he uses the word beg or beseech. In the King James Version, the Young's Literal Translation and the American Standard Version, and in the World English Bible here, in the English Standard Version and the Christian Standard Bible, it is translated to the word ask. The King James dictionary on the blueletterbible.com website defines beseech as to call upon, to appeal, or to beg. This seems stronger than a casual ask as how we often use that word in English today. Strong's says that beseech means to desire or to long for, so the same sort of greater sense of intensity. However, I looked at the actual Greek word used which you can do on the blueletterbible.org. And this Greek word for ask indicates a more equal standing or familiarity with the person being addressed. After John says he asks or begs, then he briefly goes over what he goes over in more detail in the first letter of John. The caution about deceivers is also like what is found in 1 John, but here with the added instruction not to let such people into her house. The implication is that this gives such a person validity or opportunity to speak, whether or not some of the church physically meet in groups there, because her accepting such a person gives him a platform. This got me to searching out other places in the Bible that talk about separating ourselves from others. One category is shaking the dust off of your feet as you leave those who refuse to accept the words of the gospel. See Matthew 10, Mark 6, and Luke 9 that all give uh, the incident where Jesus instructs his disciples that way. But this is also applied in Acts 13.51, where Paul and Barnabas in Antioch shake the dust off of their feet. Then the second category is divisive people in the church who are likely believers who get into a lot of unnecessary arguments. See Titus 3.10 and Matthew 18.15-17. through 
Also, a version of this is spoken of in 1 Corinthians 5, 5, where a brother is disciplined by separation because he continues in sin. Then the third category is those people who spread false teaching about Jesus Christ, as mentioned here in the second letter of John. And this is also referenced in 2 Peter 2, 1 and Romans 16, 17. These are hard things to deal with, the nitty-gritty of speaking the truth in love. We cannot compromise on the claims of who Jesus Christ is. In the middle of warning about deceivers, he explains that allowing deceivers to influence could result in the loss of reward, not salvation, uh, loss of what has been accomplished. Since the context is in speaking the truth about the gospel, I'm getting the impression that the loss would be the loss of the effect of the gospel and the effect of living in true love. Finally, adding chosen to sister at the end makes it seem more like it is referring to being a believer. And lastly, the letter is evidence of general literacy. John was just a fisherman, and then he talks about paper and ink being generally available. That's all for today. Thanks for listening. That is the Bible News Press segment for today, but not the end of our journey. 